Welcome back to Becky Bell Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Let's talk about the Heisman Trophy and how we should bet on it. So when we go to BetMGM, the favorite is Bo Nix at minus 110, followed by Michael Penix Jr. at plus 375, Jaden Daniels at 4-1, to one, Marvin Harrison Jr. at plus 550, and then a massive drop-off after that. Joe, uh, you have a straw poll you would like to cite that might help us figure out how to place our wager. Maybe. Uh, it is kind of surprising. Here's the Athletics' most recent straw poll, which was posted yesterday, and it includes five players. So every voter, first, second, and third place, but only five different names were mentioned, and one of these names only got one third-place vote. So it's really about four players. Uh, it's really close. I'm actually surprised at how close it is between the top four. So there is no clear-cut winner. We might have a favorite in Bo Nix on the odds board, but he's not your leader, and there is no gap between Nix and everybody else as far as the straw poll goes. Uh, now, the leader has changed multiple times. Remember a few weeks ago, I was up in arms because it was Marvin Harrison Jr. leading the way. Well, he's no longer leading the way. It's Michael Penix Jr. with 53 points, the way they do this. Michael Penix has the most first-place votes with 11 but it's not much more than others. So 53 points for Penix. Second, Jaden Daniels, 51 points with eight first-place votes, nine second-place votes, nine third-place votes, to give you an idea how balanced this is. And then Marvin Harrison, one point behind Daniels. Third here with nine first-place votes. And then Bo Nix, the betting favorite, is fourth in this straw poll, 43 points, with five first-place votes, 10 second and eight third place votes. Jordan Travis, who I was alluding to earlier, he has one third place vote, and that is it. Even though the Florida State mm. Seminoles are undefeated and a playoff team, uh, Travis with one third place vote. So they're saying it's a four player race, three quarterbacks, and one wide receiver in this straw poll. Uh, I disagree with this straw poll once again. Yeah. What do you guys think? So do I. I. Well, I'll let Ed go first. I have a long shot that I want to throw out there that you did not name. So I'll let Ed react so, to this one. So I, I'm, I'm kind of torn. Like, I want to take the straw poll in as valuable information here, regardless of whether I agree with it, disagree with it, whatever. This is an exercise on how I think voters will react to information, not so much what I think, because there are certainly other players here I would probably consider a little bit more heavily than, say, the market does. Voters do things like that. But what I find interesting is that of these four I mentioned, Knicks, Penix, Daniels, Harrison, two of these I would not place bets on at all. And I think have, I don't want to say no chance whatsoever, but the chances are really, really slim to where I cannot advise uh, any kind of bets. One would be Michael Penix Jr. just because of schedule. First off, Washington is a dog to Oregon State. I think that matters here. But also, two, Oregon and Washington in all likelihood are on a collision course. And I feel like the winning quarterback will be the one in serious Heisman consideration, and the loser will not be. In fact, I would not be surprised if the loser doesn't even make it to New York. And safe to say, Oregon is playing way better than Washington right now, not to mention Oregon's defense ranks 18th in the country in EPA overall uh, if you go by college football data. So Oregon's defense is playing really well, so they should stymie Penix uh, a good bit better. 
uh, than say in that first meeting. So I think this could very well shape up well for Bo Nix to have a more compelling argument. Is also, you know, he may be the one uh, who, the only one who is playing well in the final weekend. And so he may get that recency bias vote we talk a good bit about. Other thing too is I would uh, make a real case for Jaden Daniels, not make a case at all for Marvin Harrison Jr. In part because only one wide receiver has won this award and Harrison's numbers do not stack up to Devontae Smith's in any way, shape or form, yards, touchdowns, any of those things. And so I think that rules him out. But then when it comes to Jaden Daniels, uh, Dane, Dane Brugler brought up a really important point. In terms of most plays, of 20 plus yards this season. Jaden Daniels has 76. Michael Penix Jr. is in second place with 57. So Jaden Daniels has roughly 20 more explosive plays than literally everybody else in college football. There is precedent for a quarterback of a team with three losses for winning the Heisman, and he could very well get that honor. I mean, that's it. That that's where I sit with this straw poll. Now, first off, I don't know who's doing this. There are 33 writers and editors at the athletic that are part of this. Now, when I talk to people about this straw poll that actually have a Heisman vote, they say, I don't know how they're allowed to do this because they are threatened again and again and again. Do not talk about your vote. Do not post it anywhere or it will be removed. And there are like a thousand voters. And so, no, we're going with the, uh, the athletic sample size mm. of 33 people, writers and editors. Do we know if any of them have a vote? Or is it just 33 people mm. that cover sports? I don't know mm. that we do mm. know that any of them have a vote. That it, And if they did have a vote and they're participating in this, they could get that vote removed. So it might be wow. just 33 people that cover sports at the athletic <clears throat> that don't have a vote. So I don't think we should weigh this too much. Um, is it going to be that close? I don't know. I don't know. But look, I mean, where I'm at with this is if if we just look at the numbers, if we look at the resumes of everybody in college football, there's one player that should run away with this. And the straw poll should have this one player way ahead of everybody else. But I don't know that these are going to be the results of the Heisman vote. And that's Jaden Daniels. But now that the number's down and he's four to one, is it worth it? Because history tells us you have to be in the four-team playoff. You have to be or you're eliminated, basically. So Jaden Daniels is not going to be in the four-team playoff. He's the best player in college football. He's at the most impactful position, the position that usually wins the award. But can I recommend a four-to-one bet on him knowing that LSU's out of the playoff picture? That's what I'm battling with right now. Yeah. Well, what I'm battling with is a guy who has a lot more value and is starting to get more attention. And it seems like it's taken a while because his numbers quite aren't there. But now that Georgia is ranked number one and Carson Beck is coming off a 300 plus yard performance with two touchdowns, one interception, and then through 10 games this season, he's thrown for over 3000 yards and 18 TDs with five interceptions. Should, are we getting good value on him? Will he be in New York at the end of the day? Oh boy. Could he be in New York? Uh, that's possible. I mean, it almost feels like 
the finalists for New York might be slim to none. Like, would we be surprised if only like two or three guys go instead of, you know, half a dozen or however mm. many might go? Like, it might be a, a really small group here. I almost look at him as I would say, like a Kyle McCord out of Ohio State, where, you know, Georgia got healthy. I think that's why they're number one in the country uh, and swap places with Ohio State in the rankings last night. That health is why Carson Beck played so well. Uh, you could also make the argument, perhaps, that like Carson Beck is like a Brock Purdy of sorts. Like, well, when everything else is perfect around him, right. everything will be just fine. So in that yeah. respect, I, I I agree with a straw poll, Joe, that it is a four-person race. I, I do think that makes sense. However, I also think it's more than okay, and maybe this is the nerdy statistician in me talking, but 33 out of a 1,000 population, that sample size might be too small. And just how yeah. valuable and how robust is that sample, knowing full well that those votes could be replaced or just taken out altogether, or maybe they're not mm -hmm. a true reflection of the people who are actually voting. I, I think the people at The Athletic are really, really smart, so that's good. Uh, but at the same time, how reflective are they of, say, voters who maybe aren't paying as much attention as perhaps they should be? There is also that gap, I hate to say it, in terms of, say, intelligentsia, uh, where some voters do make some really boneheaded decisions. And did The Athletic reflect those kinds of things? I don't know that either. And look, I'm someone that has used this straw poll in the past and made a place a wager on it. Devontae Smith, when he won in the, one of their late straw polls that season was, look, it's Devontae's award. It's a runaway. And he was still five to one right when that was posted. I bet that a lot. And uh, that one yeah, obviously mm -hmm. came home, even though he was such a long shot with about a month left in the season, you could still find 50 to 50 to ones out there. So how are they going to handle this? What do you, so to Aaron's point, there's no argument the two best teams in the nation are Georgia and Michigan, right? The, the odds are saying that too. And neither team has a representative in this conversation. Yeah. Is there going to be someone that pops me. up from Georgia or Michigan? I mean, that's what I keep looking at because those are going to be, those, look will to be half, those are half the playoff teams, right? Most likely. Mm -hmm. So I don't think nobody? the odds should be as long on him. I mean, the, the Georgia offense is averaging 41.2 points per game. He's got to get some credit for that in the fact that they're now number one. But Stetson Bennett didn't the last couple of years. I mean, he was gangbusters. Yeah. And the voters, college football in general, they didn't really care for him. I mean, it, this is kind of the thing with Georgia, though, is that it's kind of like Alabama in the early heyday of the dynasty where there isn't that one player you can point to except a running back, where and it's a running back. So you look at that and go, okay, well, why is this the case? Like, there's not a defensive player you can point to as the sole reason why the defense is going crazy. Offensively, you know, you can always make the case, well, there's that one hotshot receiver, tight end, whatever it is. Like, mm -hmm. I think inherently the way Georgia wins football games and championships, it's not one player you can point to. It's not that one quarterback who's just that much better than everybody else. I think that's just inherent in Georgia's overall philosophy and direction, rightly or wrongly. Will the winner be, be in the playoff? I think that's where the conversation. Ooh. Well, Caleb like, Williams really wasn't last year. 
you, you know, in all fairness, right. Caleb Williams wasn't last year. Now he was in contention. Sure. You're right about that, but he he wasn't actually in the playoff. And so perhaps there's a little bit more open mindedness as far as that goes. But like, even though Jaden Daniels is way better numeric, uh, you know, quantitatively than everybody else, still we're having this conversation, and it is a fair one to have. How many losses did USC have last year? Would have been two. Was it two both two by Utah, three. right? It was two, and it was two at the end. Yeah, it was yeah. two at the end. No, one in the middle. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. One in the middle by Utah, and then the second at the very end against Utah. Against Utah against, in the Pac-12 championship, yeah. Right. So they were. he was a one-loss quarterback until, like, the very, very end. And then the yeah. thinking is, do you want to make the favorite, heavy favorite all year, do you want to make that change just because he lost that last game and – was it really his fault? You know, you could have that debate. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, can you have three losses and win it? I don't know. It, and and I'm I'm not saying what should happen. I'm trying before. to get yeah. in the mind. Right, right. It happened. I'm trying to get in the mind of the voters. I think this is stupid. Let me make that clear. Mm-hmm. Like this idea is dumb. He doesn't play defense. Okay. Like it's part of the reason he has to put up so many damn points. And that's why they lose games because they can't play any defense. But I'm just trying to think of how the voters are going to respond to this. I mean, Drake may is someone I'd probably give Heisman consideration to if we're, you know, being serious about it, but still right. The stats do matter at the end of the day, Aaron. Yeah. It should be Daniel. I just don't, I just don't trust the voters. I mean, that's the bottom line right. with the Heisman conversation with me. It should 100% be Daniels, but they might do something dumb. Or right now, like that straw poll where it's split between four players, we get we get that, you know, and it just ends up going to the one that gets the most first place votes because that's worth the most points. Do the voters try to think about, like, who's going to make it at the NFL level? <laughs> like, does that I think they do now. This? Yeah. Now they, they do. do. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Years ago, not so much. It's like, hey, it's just it's a college football award. Who really cares? I think it's embarrassing to them when you have an some of these guys that get hyped, like all time NFL bus. Oh, I don't know Tim Tebow. Uh, even though he really wasn't a bus, he wasn't expected to do too much, uh, except for a few dumb people. Um, they they don't like that. That when you look back at the Heisman list and. Go to the when we visit the Heisman house and you see some busts in there, like that doesn't look great. So yeah. Air Crouch, is that one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and what's funny too is that like those three lost quarterbacks who did win the Heisman, none of those were top picks. I mean, I think they were first rounders, all of them, most of them. Uh Tim Tebow, Lamar Jackson, and then Robert Griffin the third. But they weren't number one picks. They weren't like super highly touted. I think the Heisman again boosted them just a little bit. But still, though, yeah, we we take uh, NFL considerations way more seriously. That matters a great deal. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, Dan Bespris with some of his favorite NBA plays for tonight. That's right here on the BetQL Network.